0: Welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone's having an absolutely amazing day today, and I wanted to clarify something really quick. Yesterday, I was out of town, and Dad did a great job on the show, and I came in about the last 20 minutes when I was able to get an internet connection, and I made a reference to an article that I found online that was discussing the Russian central bank's pegging the ruble to gold i have now found out that i have not been able to verify that there has been rumors of different type of gold trading with russia including with oil but i have not been able to fully vet that over the evening as i've been trying to do more research as i have been back in town today i did however see a tweet of vladimir putin that was talking about the dollar and euro demise and people remo- moving to real reserves of raw materials like land food and gold i did see that video yesterday as well so there's definitely some interesting crazy things going on in the market but as of right now i cannot fully confirm that the central bank of russia is pegging the ruble to gold and devaluing the u.s dollar so i just wanted to clarify that this morning and make okay, sure that
1: okay. everybody- yeah awesome let me make a comment on that if you don't mind Yes, uh, and I'll, let you, I'll let you take it back over the first segment here. Uh, the problem that we run into is this: you know, with our show and with other shows, one person who basically doesn't put out true information, like ninety percent of the time, comes out and just makes up a story. And then what happens? Other news stories link to that story, and then they start rewriting their stories based upon that false information. This is why I've told you guys so many times that ninety percent of all media gets messed up and gets twisted like that. Here's the problem with the central bank of Russia going to a gold standard. The central bank in Russia is owned by the Rothschild Banking Cartel, who overthrew Tsar Nicholas over 100 years ago. And they have controlled the Russian economy with the issuance of currency and with debt for the last 100 years. The United States and Russia are both in the same mess, along with almost every other country in the world, with this international Kabbalist group of bankers that control it. There's no way, in my opinion, that they're going to allow the Russian ruble to be linked to gold. Why? They don't want a gold-backed currency. They want a digital-backed currency. They may lie to you and say something has to do with gold, but it's not really going to be true gold. I promise you that. It'll be basically a digital-based currency. They don't want to have the constraints of having to be fiscally responsible and only printing X amount of dollars based on gold reserves. They're not going to do that. They can't do that because they've got things too leveraged now with derivative exposures. So when you hear things like this – You know, we all, both Austin and I, apologize because I didn't say anything about it yesterday when he came up with the story. And you know, he basically had read some incorrect information. We apologize to you guys because we tried to do a better job than that. But I always told you guys, and we always do this: if we make a mistake, we come back immediately and we try to fix it the next day. In some cases, and you guys don't aren't even aware of it unless you listen to the very first show. If the show basically goes into like a 10 or 15 minute oratory on a particular story that ends up being not accurate, the entire show is deleted. I won't put that kind of information out there. I don't want people referencing back to me because of an article that we basically put out that wasn't quite accurate. Be very, very careful of your sources when you guys are reading information and use discernment. If it seems too good to be true, it's probably too good to be true. And always remember, the international Kabbalist Luciferian banking elect, these weirdos, these scum that run the planet. They want to be called themselves elect, but they're not. They don't want a gold-backed currency. Because it'll keep their hands tied. They don't want that. Austin, go ahead.
0: I mean, you're exactly right on it, and that's what we've started. And that's why I've always been a big proponent of gold, and I always have always been a strong, you know, basically uh, encourager of having extra metals outside of the system. But I knew it was very strange last night when I was watching the markets, and then early this morning I was up super early and I looked in the markets, and gold's been dropping precipitously. And I thought to myself. All right, what's going on here? Because, you know, obviously, if this is going on and people are going to start linking the ruble to gold with the central banks, gold's going to start skyrocketing now. But again, it hasn't done that. But one thing I did see, though, is Larry Fink, who is the CEO of BlackRock, the BlackRock, the one we talk about all the time, which oversees a $10 trillion asset. Portfolio, The world's largest and oversees more money than the Federal Reserve told shareholders that the Russian invasion of Ukraine would fundamentally reshape the world economy, drive up inflation as supply chains are reconfigured, but he goes on to say here, it has the impact for accelerating digital currencies. As he said, the war will prompt countries to reevaluate their currency dependencies, and that the central bank digital currencies will be the next best thing, and how they enhance the settlement of international transactions will reduce the risk of money laundering and corruption with digital currencies. So you got the CEO of BlackRock right here, the BlackRock. That's saying now digital currencies are basically about to start going through the roof with what he wants to see have happen because they're gonna be easier to control and manipulate. Remember they always tell you that it's always for your protection. They're doing this because, you know, it's gonna reduce the risk of money laundering and corruption, when in reality it's going to exacerbate corruption. But again, it's where it's headed, and that's why I know a lot of people that are in the digital currency world. They've done really, really well in that platform, and it is what it is. It's one of those things where it's not going to go away, but it's always good, in my opinion, to have backup reserves of other types of assets besides just going digital, as I told you guys yesterday. Portfolios need to be diverse with it. I know a lot of people that made a lot of money in Bitcoin over the last couple of years, some of which were young kids, and they were smart on some aspects as they went out, and they bought things with cash you know, bit, turn the Bitcoin to cash and bought property or bought land or bought exotic cars that held their value or collector cars that held their value or basically watches that held their value or gold that held its value and basically turn it into a hard asset. The digital currencies can be very beneficial in some cases if you're trying to make money off of them, But remember, the only way digital currencies work is if there is a power source and if there's ever any type of power outage or grid collapse or hurricane or tornado and there's no electricity doesn't matter how much money you have on your digital wallet if you can't access the internet it's useless so understand that you got to be diverse in every area when you're going in these realms right now because things are very very volatile also to another news the world bank david excuse me the world bank president david malpass this is on reuters warned people and businesses against hoarding food and gasoline despite the surge in prices well, was interesting about this, he had a virtual event hosted by the Washington Post newspaper discussing the sanctions and the global impact and so forth that was going on, and he said the right thing to do in these current circumstances is not to go out and buy extra flour or food or extra gasoline. It's to recognize that the world is a dynamic global economy and will respond, and there will be enough to go around. Well, it's ironic he's saying that at the same time we have our bumbling buffoon president that every time he gets off teleprompter, he makes a total fool of himself. But actually said the other day that, yeah, food shortages and basically food problems and inflation with food is going to be something that we're all going to have to deal with now because of these sanctions that were put on Russia. So which one is it? Is the bumbling buffoon telling us? subconsciously, that, hey, you're going to have to look and see what's going on because there's going to be food shortages, or are we going to listen to the World Bank president as he tells us, nothing to worry about, everything's fine, don't stock up on anything. As far as I'm concerned, when I hear somebody at his level make a comment like, the right thing to do is to not go out and buy extra food, the it, what I hear right there is, the right thing to do right now is to go out and buy extra food. The not, you just take out. It's not. It's not relevant. As we've seen now over just the last year and a half, and anybody that's been listening to the show, you guys have been right here with us on, and I've told you guys certain things have continued to go up. The meat buckets, we've had price increases. I'm very candid and very open about a lot of the pricing and stuff that we have because I want everybody to understand that I want people to be prepared and understand what's happening and look at it from a full-spectrum standpoint and a long-term standpoint as too many people in most cases only focus on you know the 30-, 60-day realm. Once you're in a business like we are and you have to you know, do predictions and you basically have to have what you're going to do as far as forecast on sales and now things that we normally could order and we'd have here in 30 to 45 days, they take now six to seven months. So there's no longer this ability to have just-in-time inventory, so to speak, as certain things have to be ordered well in advance just to have them in a timely fashion in order to keep our customers and our friends and family taken care of. So, again, that's why I encourage people, as you look at stuff right now, don't focus on stuff as a one-week, two-week, three-week, four-week forecast. Look at what you think and what is trending over the next three to six to 12 months and judge accordingly, whether it be with food or so forth. Because I can tell you right now, we've already been notified that we have numerous price increases coming in, and I've eaten two different price increases now, two different sets, and this is just what's happening. Also, too, I just got a memo from Ruben, and I wanted to address this real quick. This was just a mistake on the post office's fault. There's no problem with it whatsoever. It's just confusing to some customers. Yesterday, all of our priority mail that went out, When they scanned it at the post office, they scanned it as basically picked up and then delivered in the same day. I've had a lot of phone calls and a lot of emails today from all the packages that went out, and people were freaking out saying, hey, you shipped my product out yesterday, and it said it got delivered 30 minutes later. That was inaccurate. They're correcting that today. We've been on the phone with them this morning. Everything is still in route. Nothing's been lost. Nothing's had any issues. It's all in route to be delivered to you guys this week but they messed up on the post office, so I want to give everybody a heads up so we don't get as many phone calls and nobody freaks out. Everything's good to go. We're on track running as always. It was just a glitch on the post office's part, but you'll have your products within the next day or two without fail. I promise you that, or we'll take care of it and make sure everything is fixed correctly. So thank you again for the support of Health Masters and getting the truth out there and supporting real true alternative news that actually puts truth out there and – will go out of its way to correct itself when we may make a mistake, which is rare, but we do sometimes because of other fake news. And remember, that's talked about it in detail before. A lot of these alternative medias are specifically put out there as disinformation campaigns. And I don't say that term to parrot mainstream media's moronic fake news lies they put out. I'm saying it is a true psychological Disinformation campaign. They take certain things that are happening. They post it on alternative media. They try to get everybody else to copy it, repost it, rewrite it, re, you know, tweet it. And then what they do is they have the ammunition to come in and say, "See, look at what alternative media does. They're all fake news. They make lies up about everything. They do this specifically as a psychological warfare technique to make sure they can discredit alternative media." We cannot allow them to do that. We have to hold everybody accountable for keeping the truth and real truth out there as best as we can physically possible. And when you have some clownery website that puts out something that's completely and totally lies – we got to call it out and say, this is not okay. And a lot of you guys already know who I'm talking about on one of these posts and one of these websites that puts out fake news on a regular basis and other people repost off of it. Got to be very careful when we start reposting other people's stuff, guys. So I just wanted to get that information out there as well. What do you think, Dad? You're right, Austin, and this is why I
1: continually warn you guys. I mean, how many shows do you have that you listen to on a regular basis when they get punked, which what happened to us yesterday. We got punked. Uh, you know, they come back and say, Hey, we got punked. This isn't real. You know, and you know, this is something we need to verify, and double check on. And then come back the following day and issue a retraction. Most people don't do that. They just say, Ah, oh, we don't give a blankety blank, blah, 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 move on. And they just post more lies. You know, and here's, here's why I, okay, I'm, I'm trying not to meddle, but I'm going to talk for a second. I'm not going to main, I'm not going to name any names. I'm going to be very specific. We don't tell you the world's going to end by a tidal wave. We don't tell you the Earth is going to end by a meteorite. We don't tell you that giants are going to come back to the Earth and start eating everybody. We don't we don't tell you the Earth's going to end by a you know earthquake. We don't we don't say stuff like that because number one, once you say stuff like that or you post stuff like that, what you're doing is you're fearmongering. You're scaring the crap out of people. I won't do it. We had a guest on years ago, years and years ago. Oh, my gosh, you know, it, just, it was awful, and I, I had to pull him off the air. We had to say goodbye, and then I had to come in and issue a retraction on half the stuff that they had said because it wasn't true, and it never happened. I just want to mention that. So be very, very careful who you listen to, guys. You know, Austin and I, we ha- I have to literally read around 100 articles a day. If you see all the articles that I post at the healthmasters.com website every day, I've pretty much either scanned or read every one of those. Now those are just the ones that made the cut to go to the Health Masters News site. There was there was another fifty that I said fake news, fake news. I don't believe this. I don't believe this. I don't believe this, and I don't post it. It's like now we're seeing with Will Smith yesterday, and Austin called this out. Now, I'm gonna now, I'm gonna get really really okay. Just I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna be as nice as I possibly can about this. Will Smith absolutely is an actor. Okay. He absolutely hates white people. He slams Trump voters so bad, he said they all need to basically be extinguished or whatever the heck he said last year. He hates whites. His wife is a hardcore racist. I've posted articles. I pulled them up and posted it on the Health Masters website. She hates white women, especially white women with blonde hair. So I guess, ladies, if you're a brunette and you decided you want to be blonde and you put your peroxide on and now you basically are blonde jada smith hates you by her own words i mean these two are hardcore racist period will slip smith likes to slap people i'll give him credit he's an alpha male he just can't control himself now here's the other problem they have an open marriage they basically do whatever they want to do with whoever they want to do it to whatever they want to do it Jada Smith was addicted to pornography and has said so on her own show. She's a porn addict or was a porn addict or has been a porn addict. They were on Oprah and they were talking and Will Smith said that he was having to have sex with his wife twice a day for four months to try to satisfy her or he was going to kill himself trying. Him. This is the weirdo group these people are. They've got a son who did that one movie about the spaceship who's the, one of the worst actors I've ever seen and a daughter who's in a complete and total liberal nightmare. Okay, Jada, when she was doing her music, because she is very talented, she basically, in some cases, refused to do certain shows because of the colors of the skin of the host. Just thought I'd mention that to you guys, too. So all of this stuff is out there about these guys. And you kind of go, what the heck? I mean, are they really like this? The answer is yes. Now, I said all of that to say this in the event that they get up on TV Excuse me, and someone pretends like they get slapped. How do we know it's not fake? Austin brought this up yesterday. Think through this with me. Chris Rock basically took a slap upside the head. He didn't even move his feet, it didn't knock him down. It looks like it was staged. And now other people who are basically experts in body language are coming out, and I posted this on the website, and saying that was a staged slap. Okay, now remember. Anytime these guys can get massive media exposure, it helps their careers. they all they care. They're like media whores, okay? So if you become the number one story on Drudge and ABC, CBS and NBC and ABC, you cannot pay for that coverage. It's hundreds of millions of dollars in coverage. It's what it would cost to buy all of that advertising with people all over the world, the media outlets all over the world, running stories about you slapping Chris Rock on TV, which puts your name out there to a point – where it becomes ridiculous how much advertising you get. And so does, so does Chris Rock. If I walked up to somebody, and it, it, you notice, you know, Will Smith, you know, he was basically in those boxing movies, etc. You notice how he has his left guard up when he punches and he slaps Chris Rock in the face. You know, that he basically was staging the whole thing. And then he slaps this guy. The guy doesn't fall down. He doesn't even get flustered, really. How do we know it wasn't one of those Hollywood slaps where Chris Rock, Moved his head at the same time the slap came, and it just looked like it was a really hard slap. Now they're saying that's what it was. But then I have other friends saying that it wasn't that way because Will Smith has an explosive violent temper, and he can't be controlled. And that his TV persona and his personality is not what he shows on TV. Now, I will give the man credit. Somebody wrote the boy, probably one of the best apologies (laughs) I've ever read in my entire life about him slapping Chris Rock. So, again, that made the front page of Drudge again today. The number one lead story, you know, Will Smith apologizes to Chris Rock. So he'll carry this news story out now for a couple of days. And so this is what they do in Hollywood, and this is what what marketing companies do. When I was in the MBA program, they taught us that all advertising is good. It doesn't matter if it's negative. It doesn't matter if it's positive. It's a one-shot deal that goes out because it gets your name out there. Now, with the Internet – that's changed a little bit because now people can review you or review your product and give you a one, two, three, four, five stars, and they could slam you to sit there forever and amen okay, as far as what you did, how bad it was. And so what ends up happening is you have a lot of other people now. Listen to me, please. They'll be selling a toaster. This is really just toaster as an example. And they basically want to get marketing for their toaster, but they've got one toaster on the brand that's incredibly good. So what they'll do, they'll buy the good toaster, and they'll come back in, and they will slam the good toaster and give it a one-star rating and see how it burned up and it burned the house down, it burned their trailer down, it, it, it caught on fire and electrocuted the goldfish. They'll, make, they'll come up with crazy stories, okay? And But they're a verified purchase. And so now you go, oh, my gosh, I can't buy that toaster It electrocute me and kill the goldfish. All right? So, so you basically you're getting in a situation where now you don't know what to believe. That's the problem with the Internet, Once people put fake stuff out there, it doesn't go away. It just sits there. And I learned with Facebook. If someone is basically a person who doesn't like you because you're a Christian and you have values and they want to, and you've got a business Facebook account and they want to slam you and make up lies about you and then call your attorney up to try to extort $5,000 in cash from you to make them stop. I've had it happen, by the way. You can't do anything and Facebook won't take the story down. Now you can go to the police department, and you can go to the sheriff's department, and you could have them charged with extortion. You can do that, but the point is you can't remove it. Personally, I have to go with Austin now. I've got to believe that <laughs> it was fake. It was fake. It was done as a news publicity stunt because Will Smith already knew that he was going to win the Oscar for King Richard, and basically now that movie's got all of this extreme expect. Think about how many people are going to watch that wretched movie now because. That person, got, Chris Rock, got slapped, and they've advertised it so stinking much now, and how much more money they're going to make on the streaming services and the money they're going to get for showing this movie. Think through it. you got to follow the money. Now, one more thing I want to say about this. The Ukraine war is going very bad for the Ukrainians. They keep lying about it, saying it's going bad for the Russia, but it's not. What better thing can they do for two or three days to take the mind of the American population that's so caught up in Kim Kardashian's buttocks, is to bring Will Smith on to slap Chris Rock upside the head. And now everybody's no longer talking about Ukraine. They're not talking about Klaus Schwab. They're not talking about all the friends they have that are dying of the kill shot and all the children that are coming down with myocarditis. They're not talking about the food shortage that we're having in the United States now with the transportation shortages or the $5 a gallon diesel fuel. They're not talking about any of that stuff. They're talking about one thing. Will Smith slapped Chris Rock upside the head. Now, it even gets better than that. You get the entire group of lesbian, weirdo, pacifist, woke people saying, he shouldn't have done that. All violence is aggression. Okay, Get the woke crowd. Then you get the macho males, like me and Austin, a lot of you guys who are listening, who are going to protect our wives. He did the right thing. I'd have knocked that SOB out. I'd have knocked him upside the head. I'd have broke his teeth out. I think Will Smith went easily on that boy. He should have gone up there and kicked him on the ground and beat him to death. So, so now what have you done? You have the pacifists talking about it. you got the rednecks talking about it. And you've got everybody in between wondering what the heck just happened. From a marketing standpoint, it was absolutely brilliant. i got to give them that. It was brilliant. Now, was it complete and total theater? Yes, I believe it was. I really do. Because, you know, everything's based on algorithms. That's what they do. You know, State Street Vanguard, BlackRock. BlackRock came out with an algorithm computer, an AI computer, years ago that ran – it's called Aladdin. And it basically does trade so fast, you don't know what it's doing. It's allowed it to acquire now over $20 trillion in assets that it manages, including now in the real estate market, buying up entire neighborhoods. This is all based on the AI algorithm from Atlanta. Atlanta, 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 Atlanta. Now, here's the irony of all of this stuff. <laughs> you know, this thing – It's taken over the entire planet between BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, and they're all using the Aladdin program. Why do you think Klaus Schwab said, by 2030, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy? It's because the AI is already running the sales and the trades of both the equities, the real estate markets, and the bond sales. Everything's being managed by a supercomputer that's probably tied into a D-Wave computer that's probably tied into an interdimensional interface. Gosh, guys, we are watching this one world government, this Luciferian dictatorship, developing before our very eyes, wondering what the heck just happened? How is it every single home in the neighborhood's already sold before the subdivision breaks ground? Because BlackRock went up and bought the entire subdivision and basically is the equity firm that owns it now, and they're giving it to people who from other countries. South America and Central America from Europe and now Ukrainians and Afghanistans and everybody else because they want to have the ability to control everything. That's what Klaus Schwab said. You'll be happy because we're going to change you from the inside out. Out. We're going to inject you with in nanotech. It's going to change you. We're going to change your DNA. What do you think's going on with COVID? What do you think they're doing? They're injecting everybody with nanobots. They're injecting everybody with kill shots, you know. You know, so I was thinking about this the other day, and I was looking at the Pfizer and what they did. And about five percent of the population were given the actual kill shot that was causing blood clots and causing these people to basically die. Right? This is the group. And now I was thinking about the other ninety-five percent who basically weren't given anything besides I thought would be a placebo. How do we know it was only a placebo? How do we know it was only a saline solution? Let's ask that question today. How do we know it wasn't nanotech? How do we know that it wasn't nanotech, graphene oxide, circuit board information, and all the other stuff that could be reassembled in the body once it gets under heat and gets exposed to 5G? And how do we know now that they've injected, what did they say, 10 billion people now, 10 billion times, 10 billion injections? Some people have multiple injections That the entire planet, and the entire planet now is basically being injected with nanotech. of them are going to die because of the kill shot. And more will die as the kill shot continues to expand on the second and third and fourth and fifth and sixth boosters to infinity. But how do we know? Their goal here wasn't just to get the nanotech into everybody and to kill a bunch of people on the way to scare everybody half to death by killing them with remdesivir. And now they're killing them with blood clots. All of this stuff you've got to think through and ask yourself those questions. I don't know the answers to all these questions, but I'm saying – It's all planned out. They had the patents on this stuff a decade ago. They worked on the mRNA vaccines 20 years ago in which all the ferrets and cats died. They've done this, and they know exactly what the outcome is going to be. And they're doing it to us, including the nanotech, including Klaus Schwab. And if you've seen that picture of him walking on the beach with his little bridal gown on, it'll make you puke. These guys are sick because, again – they want to promote the transgender hermaphroditic agenda. Not only does it support their snake god and their god they call, you know, that, that hermaphroditic goat, they, they basically want you not to reproduce. <laughs> Guys, if you go in and you have your organs removed because you want to be a transgender and you have the surgery as a teenager, you no longer are going to be in the gene pool of big producing populations of people. You basically are sterilized. And they don't want people to reproduce. They consider human beings that reproduce to be an abomination. That's what they say. They actually consider it to be an abomination if you have children, these entities that run this world from these other dimensions. They want to control reproduction via test tubes. And so they have to get people to no longer want to have children. How much better can it get as far as not wanting to have children if you have your testicles cut off or you have your uterus removed or you have your ovaries removed and you go on hormone replacement therapy as a teenager, there's one girl. She said this in the Washington Examiner. She said, we are just guinea pigs. Women describe trauma of transitioning as teenagers, and now they don't want to be women any, men anymore. Now they want to go back to being women, but they can't because they've had their genitalia. They've had their ovaries. They've had all of the reproductive products of their body. Some of them have their breasts removed. They have no ability to have children now. The article goes on to say, the number of teenagers identifying as transgender has exploded. Of course it has. It's being promoted in schools. Advocates say it protects young people from marginalization. Total crap. It destroys them. Some experts, however, many of them who consider themselves survivors, warn against treating adolescent confusion, here we go, with drugs and surgeries that have irreversible physical and psychological effects. Wow. I'm going to post this. The mournful post on Reddit, my consent was not informed. Details a grim future for a woman who pulled herself out of a transgender lifestyle with weekly injections, diabetes medication, pain, lack of energy, and who knows what else for the rest of her life. I was a child. I allowed them to destroy my body permanently under the assurance that I could always change my mind and that it's beautiful and it's harmless process. The informed consent model is a lie because we are just guinea pigs to a medical experiment. My life is permanently afflicted, and I was not informed. Guys, listen to me. Bravo, Ron DeSantis. The absolute H-E double sticks with Disney. I loathe that company for what they've done. I absolutely, completely, and totally loathe them for what they have done. Why? They are so mad about what they did, what Governor DeSantis did. They're coming out against everything now that DeSantis is standing up for. Now, Zachary wrote something to me the other day, and he said this is what he said. He goes, I grew up loving Disney movies and love going to the theme parks. I have a four-year-old son and two-year-old son. Even before they were born, I was excited to take them to the theme park that I had grown up loving. The excitement is no more. I got rid of my Disney plus subscription. I'll just buy the Star Wars episode, Star Wars episode one through six pack through a third party. That was the only reason I had the sub. It's gone. The extreme and the evil coming from these mega corporations is staggering. They're actively involved now with the grooming of young children to turn them into gays or crannies, and as Christian dad, I am no better than those satanic communists if I continue to turn a blind eye to what's going on at Disney. I'm going to repeat that. As a Christian dad, I am no better than those satanic communists if I continue to turn a blind eye to what's going on at Disney. All of the institutions I grew up loving are turning evil, and as hard as it will be raising my boys, I'm excited for the opportunity and the responsibility God has placed on my shoulders. It is even more evident than ever that we need to quit supporting the companies that hate us. They used to just hate us and ask us not to shop at their stores like Starbucks and Harry's Razors, but now they are actively grooming our children, and I'm with Zach. To heck with these stinking weirdos. To heck with them. Guys, listen to me. How can fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring stream stream, from the same spring? How can you say you love Jesus Christ with all of your heart and all of your mind and all of your soul and support people that are trying to turn your children into queers and transgenders? How can you support them? Ask yourself that question. I will I will boycott Disney to the day that I die, that perverted sick place over there in Orlando, just 20 minutes from my house. Bleh on all of them. I've had it. I won't support their stinky weirdo movies. I won't support any of it. Remember the last movie they just came out with? <laughs> they were selling human hands as cannibal meat. These people are a bunch of weirdo cabalists at the highest levels who serve and worship their god, Einsoft, the hermaphroditic snake in a tree, or you might as well call him Lucifer, Baal, Moloch, or whatever you want to call him, or Baphomet. That's this group. Why would you give them money? Why would you go over there and do anything for them? Anything.
0: That's my take. Austin, what do you think, bud? Well, i got to agree with you completely on that. When you start talking about what they're doing and trying to go after the kids, it's completely and totally unacceptable, period, period. There's got to be a line drawn. There cannot be this continual gray area where, well, the kids can learn about this now at five or six. No, there's a line drawn, and it's been drawn, at least for me. And the fact that this is even a discussion now, the fact that these companies are actually even even making a, a fool out of themselves by saying that this bill, which we shouldn't even have to have this bill, we shouldn't even have to have this law, the very fact this is even a discussion that's needing to be talked about as a law shows you the level of perversion that's starting to ensue in the school systems, and you're absolutely right about that. And one thing I wanted to address real quick, as I made the comment yesterday, if I wasn't clear enough on it, my personal opinion, yes, I said it yesterday. I think the entire incident at the Oscars was complete and total staged theater by two actors on a stage, exactly what you saw. I'm going to play – A commercial for you guys real quick that was at the oscars it's only seven seconds long i want you guys to listen to this real quick biontech and pfizer are proud sponsors of the oscars this year back at
1: the dolby i don't
0: know if you guys heard that or not it was a commercial it was played multiple times i have verified it it's online screenshot video screenshot and it's on youtube biotech and pfizer are proud sponsors of the oscars for 2022 now, I don't know if you guys re- recall the name, Biotech and Pfizer, yeah, they're the company that brought us the RNA gene therapy to market for the first time with the COVID shot. Yes, that, Biotech and Pfizer. And what's ironic about this, as I have also verified this as well, is that Biotech and Pfizer have been working on an alopecia drug to bring to market or in clinical trials. And I don't know where they're at with it because I haven't been able to get full disclosure on how far they are. Alopecia is what they were talking about with Jada of her losing her hair and the disease she's having. So you have a woman that's ridiculed. Her husband defends her on stage on a theater slap. And you have the company that's bringing the drug to market, Biotech and Pfizer, making the alopecia drug. Now, that could all be just completely and totally happenstance and nobody has any connection whatsoever and there's no correlation. Or you can read between the lines and see exactly what happened the other night. I'm pretty much going to leave it at that. I'll just leave that there. You guys figure out what you want with it. (laughs) Also, too, in other news now, it appears that China has gotten so much kick out of being able to lock people down on a regular basis now. They have now, apparently, according to NTD.com, China has announced one of their largest lockdowns now in Shanghai due to the COVID-19 surge. They said China's financial hub of Shanghai began a phase two lockdown on Monday amid another COVID-19 surge. They are saying now that Chinese regime has launched its zero COVID playbook on the onset of the pandemic. But the current outbreak, driven by Omicron, appears to be virus spreading pressure on the local officials to follow other cities in recent weeks and impose more restrictions and lockdowns. I, again, don't think this is at all what they want us to believe it is. I think this is, again, more theater in order to pursue more control and more dominance over the country and the people. Remember in China I talked to a guy a while back ago that had basically gone over there on vacation and for like for business and vacation and he said it's very strange in China because everything's digitized. Everything you do is digitized over there. You pretty much use your phone for everything. You buy with it. You pay with it. You transfer with it. You use it for everything. The social credit score is very real. They have over, what, I think, 600 or 700 million CCTVs, closed-circuit TVs that monitor everything you do. If you're a citizen over there and you have a social credit score and you walk across the road and you basically get caught on camera, you'll automatically be notified on your phone that you know your social credit score just dropped five points because you jaywalked. It's, it's like that over there. It is complete and total communist nightmare, and this is what they want to bring into the United States, this same type of control and dominance. The problem with it is there's two big hindrances in the United States. We still have a very strong biblical belief, and they haven't taken away that yet, and I hope they never allowed to, and not on my watch they won't. In China… There's no such thing as having Christian churches open over there. There's no such thing as praising Jesus and having praise and worship outside. You can't do that over there. You go straight to jail. Don't pass. Go. Don't collect $200. You go straight to jail or or you die. Either one or and or both. So they don't have that. And they also don't have the ability to maintain an extremely aggressive arsenal, including legally supplied belt fed machine guns that we still have from pre 86 in circulation in the United States civilian hands. We do not have that type of weaponry. They do not have that type of weaponry in China. Those two things right there are the biggest hindrance. The Constitution now, as we have seen, is pretty much a piece of paper. I mean, there, there's really no listening to the Constitution anymore from the political officials, as we have grossly seen now in this administration. They don't listen to anything with it. They don't even really follow it. It just kind of is there to something to hang on the wall in the Capitol building. So, again, you have to remember – Those two things right there are the things you can never let go in this country. God with the Bible, with the freedom of religion, the freedom to basically worship Jesus at your will when you want, and the ability to maintain an arsenal that you have any time you want. Those two things right there are why the United States is still standing if either one of those two things drop off, they're pretty much – the other one is going to fall off right behind it, and that will be the collapse of the United States for good. They can collapse exactly. it all they want. They can bring in digital currency all they want in the United States, but at the end of the day, we still got red-blooded patriot Christian Americans that are armed with the most advanced machine guns and weaponry in the entire world as far as in civilian hands, and we still have the U.S. military, some of which – are still really, really strong patriots that I think would support standing up for the Constitution. Obviously, they've been doing everything they can to dumb down the military with these shots and make them as sick as possible, as sad as it is. And I, I know I mean, I, I've talked to numerous people. I've got emails from people in the military. And they said, dude, we know what to do. We've basically been working our careers in this. They basically said, you're going to be you know, court-martialed. You don't get the shot. And it's still an ongoing thing. There's things that are going on now. Apparently, a bunch of Navy SEALs have still been fighting it. They're going to court now. This whole thing has been a complete and total disaster. Just, I mean, just, just a boondockle. Over what? over an RNA gene therapy shot that should never even been approved by the FDA whatsoever for emergency use, and the whole thing was based on a lie with the clinical trials being some of the most dangerous clinical trials we've ever seen in recorded history of an injection with over 1,200 known severe side effects. And yet this was even a discussion on why you should force people to take it. If they wanted to bring it out and people wanted to take it, If people want to go take this crap and put it in their body, that's their choice. I'm very libertarian on that, what people want to do with themselves, because there's a fine line with it, with free will. You start coming in saying, hey, well, this person can't do this. You're not allowed to do this. Well, the problem is it's a slippery slope, as we have seen. Well, then they come and say, well, you can't do this. Well, you can't do this. Well, you can't go here. You can't do this. Well, then all of a sudden, free will is gone. The aspect of being able to make your own choices is gone. And that's exactly what they did to everybody during COVID. That's why I was so diametrically opposed to any and all types of compliance during that timeline. I said, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to stay at home. I'm going to work. I'm not going to not go places. i got to work. I'm going to do things. I'm going to travel my family if I want to go around the state. I want to go to the beach in June in the middle of the lockdown. And I did. And nobody told me otherwise. And I remember I had people eviscerate me on social media. I couldn't believe you're going to the beach. I couldn't believe you're doing that. You're a super spreader. I'm like, so I'm sitting on the dirt, in the sand, on the water with the breeze hitting me with fresh magnesium and manganese and ocean water in my face. And you're telling me that that's the dangerous place to be because it's a super spreader event. Well, COVID goes down in the drain pipes. It drains down through the sewers and then the sewers run out in the ocean, which I don't even know where they came up with that idea from. And then the sewers dump COVID in the ocean and then the ocean blows COVID back on you. And then you catch COVID, and you're a super spreader. And I'm like, I can't even believe that you believe that. I can't even believe that. I I can't. I can't believe you're that moronic that you actually believe something. Well, they said it's science, Austin. They said it was science, and you have to believe science. If you don't believe science, you want your grandma to die. Like, that's also a completely and totally inaccurate statement at all. There's no backing to that either. I'm like, where do you come up with this stuff? Well, it's because they were told to believe that. If you can make people become so terrified by simply telling them to be scared, not of COVID, but the simple fact of possibly catching COVID. Remember, that's what they made everybody scared from. When everybody ended up catching it and got the virus, it was like, man, crap, I got it. Let's push through it. Let's take some subs. Let's hammer the vitamin C. Let's hammer the vitamin D. And let's push through this. But that wasn't what people were scared of. People were scared of simply catching it or contracting it or getting exposed to it. And this is what they did so well. And this is what they've done again with Russia. Russia's the big bad boogeyman. All right, everybody, you need to buckle in. You need to get ready because there's going to be food shortages, there's going to be inflation, and you're not going to be able to buy gas. But remember, this is all for your protection. We're doing this to make sure Russia doesn't come to the United States. I can tell you right now. By the skirmishes that have happened in Russia and Ukraine, Russia doesn't have a snowball's chance in Florida on a blacktop asphalt of a homeland invasion in the United States. I can bet you money on that right now. Unless they want to do a full-blown nuclear back and forth, which I don't think they will do that either because no of the banks want to do that because it will blow up the 5G infrastructure that they just spent $2.5 trillion on over the last three years building all across the country and across the world. So why in the world are you going to grenade all that because you can't rebuild it very quickly? It takes too much time. They're not, and this is what they want to do. They control you through fear. They don't have to have a standing army sitting at your front door ready to engage you. They just have to terrify you enough to make sure you stay in your house and you support everything they do, and you don't question the narrative. This is why the mainstream media has gotten so completely and totally blatant about trying to censor anybody, anybody that says anything against the narrative. This is why you got Swab over here, the great reset ding-dong that says we need to complete and total change-up of the Internet. There's too much misinformation on it. Well, the only reason they have the ability to even make comments like that is because they have alternative media clouds in place, like certain individuals that post articles up and get people to repost them for them all over the Internet – It ended up being completely and totally false. And they go, see, we told you it's all false information. When it may only be one article that somebody posted up, it's enough for them to use an excuse on it and use that as an excuse to try to censor more and more media. This is why we try to do the best we can here to get the truth out. And we encourage people, continue to get the truth out to other people as well. This is so important because as you're starting to see things progress and you're starting to see the mainstream media go into basically full-blown panic mode, this is what they're going to do. They're going to continue to push the narrative. They're going to continue to push the lies. And they're going to continue to push the manipulation and psychological operations on the general public. That's why it's so important to maintain your focus and maintain your peace. As I've told you before, there's going to be things that stress you out. There's going to be things that say, man, okay, that, that was rough. Okay, get through it, get past it, get, get going with it. I've known people that they can't ever grow. Because they're so focused on something that happened in their past. All they do is obsess about every single thing that's bad that's happened to me is something that happened to me 20 years ago. And that's still affecting me now. I get it. There's certain traumatic events and PTSD and other things that occur in people's lives that can be horrific. But sometimes there's certain things you got to do and you got to say, I got to let go, give it to God and let it go i got to push through and focus on my future. I can't allow something that happened 20 years ago to continue to dictate my actions today because at the end of the day, the past is the past, and the future is the future. There's two separate distinctions to both of those, and there's a reason why. Because you can't sit there and live in fear. You can't sit back and go, man, I can't believe this happened to me. I'm going to basically be sad and depressed the rest of my life because this occurred to me when I was younger No, you got to go, that really sucked. That was something I wish never to experience again. I'm going to put that in a box. I'm going to put it on the shelf. I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to realize how it's affected my behavior, how it's affected my actions, and I'm going to grow from it. And I see a garden of weeds in front of me, and I look at it. It's a garden of weeds, and I'm going to make it a beautiful garden of flowers. So I'm going to pick all the weeds out. I'm going to throw them in the trash, and I'm going to push forward, and I'm going to move past what I went through, and I'm going to get these weeds out of my life. That's how you have to look at it, my friends. You have to push forward. As bad as it sucks sometimes, excuse my language on that, with certain things, you've got to post them up, put them in the trash can, put them away and say, I learned from it. I analyzed it. Let's move on in my life. Let's get these weeds out of my garden, and let's make it a garden of beautiful flowers now. Because as I've seen so many people, even in the last couple of years now, they've allowed certain things to affect them in such a way that they can't get past them. It's like Dad used the analogy before. If you're driving down the interstate and you're trying to go the direction that you want and you're staring in the rearview mirror the entire time you're driving, you're going to have a very difficult time driving safely in a straight line anywhere you really want to go. If you don't do anything but stare in your rearview mirror and you never look through the windshield and you glance at it on slight occasion, you're probably going to be a danger to everybody else on the road. You're more than likely going to get in an accident and wreck. Why? Because you were staring in the rearview mirror of what was behind you. Focus on the windshield. Glance in the rearview mirror occasionally. Check it out. Spot it. I see that. I address it. Now let's focus on the windshield again, and let's go towards our goal. What do you think, Dev?
1: Uh, you know, Austin, that was one of the best segments I've ever heard. It really was. And I love it when you said the past is the past and the future is the future. You know, we can't <laughs> dwell on it. You know, we all have things that happen to us as children. We all do. I mean, good grief. I was raised by a German immigrant. I could tell you stories that you don't want to hear. I mean, crazy stuff. And, you know, my mom was suffering with severe PTSD, made some really bad choices, used alcohol to medicate herself and cigarettes to medicate herself. It was weird. You know, one day you'd have a certain mother and next day you'd have a completely opposite mother. It was awful. But does that mean I have to think about that every day of my life? Do I have to think about that and tell you guys about it? Woe is me every day? No, I learned from it the way i look at it is this you know sometimes a person let's say this let's say you had somebody who picked on you in school let's say you had that and and you think about it you go why did that guy pick on me or why did that girl pick on me why did i allow that to happen but you overcame it you know sometimes you know having an enemy i'm just gonna be honest with you guys is a great asset it can drive you to do things that you never would have done. It can drive you to be somebody who you'll never, that you never would have been. Yep. Somebody picks on you in high school. Somebody picks on you in junior high school. Somebody picks on you in elementary school and you're still pissed off about it, you know, 50, 60 years later. You stop and you think, wait a minute. I've been working out my whole life. You know, I'm in great shape. I started doing that because I didn't want to get picked on anymore. And suddenly you go, wait a minute. If they hadn't picked on me, I wouldn't have done all this. I wouldn't have done this with my life. I wouldn't be who I am today. See, The fabric of your life is a tapestry that's been woven by you, by God, by all your associates, by everybody, by the Holy Spirit, if you allow him to do so, by Jesus. Okay, But when you start pulling threads of that tapestry out and you start saying, I wish so-and-so hadn't picked on me. Whoa, they did, they did me wrong. I mean, I'm going to play somebody done me wrong song, and I'm going to dwell in it. I'm going to swallow in it, and I'm going to allow it to affect me the rest of my life. What's wrong with you? I'm asking very sincerely, why are you doing that? Why aren't you focusing on your future? Why don't you look at that enemy you had when you were eight years old and see him as somebody who helped to form who you are? It made me tough maybe learn how to fight, maybe take karate lessons, maybe learn to stand up against bullies. If you hadn't done that, you may not have learned all that. So when you get into a situation in your job now or in life now, and you stand up like you're supposed to as a man or as a alpha female woman, and you go, I wouldn't have been like that had this person not done that to me. Sometimes your worst enemy can be your best asset for what they allowed you to become. Now that changes too. Now you start hanging around people who do drugs. You start hanging out with people that basically you stay drunk all the time or start smoking cigarettes. You see all the time with kids. And suddenly you become like them because you start modeling your behavior after them. And all of a sudden now you turn into a drunk or you turn into a drug addict or you turn into a habitual chain link smoker. Okay. That happens too. But when things happen to you in the past that change you for the better, even though they were painful at the time, the Bible said that God loves you. He the Father will discipline those who he loves. He allows things to happen to you in a way that will make you stronger and a better person. Guys, listen to me, my friends. Listen to me so clearly this morning. Don't allow your past to dictate your future. <laughs> it's your past. Put it in the rearview mirror. Go down the road. Every once in a while, if you run into something that's kind of similar to what you went through in the past, glance at it for a millisecond and go, okay, I handled it this way. Maybe I need to handle it a little bit differently this time. Maybe I don't need to do this. Maybe I need to do that. Maybe I don't need to get drunk this weekend. <laughs> Whoa. Maybe I don't need to smoke pot every day. Maybe I need to get off the opiates. Maybe I just need to do something else in my life because this ain't working. tell you something, friends. If you're doing the same thing every single day and it ain't working for you, and you ain't growing as a person, you ain't getting better. You're getting worse. There's a high probability if you keep making the same mistakes over and over again, you're gonna get the same results like all the time. And I always say, in fact, I was talking to Austin about this yesterday, and I said, you know, we all were kids. We all made mistakes, but it's the mistakes that hone us. The Bible says, as the, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. If you allow yourself to learn from the past, if you allow yourself to be pulled by your future, not dragged backwards by your past, everything changes. Because I've said this to you so many times. God loves you. Jesus Christ died for you. That's how much he loves you. He allowed you to have an intermediary, a mediator, an advocate to the Father to stand between you and God Almighty to be able to go boldly to the throne of God and ask whatever you would if it's in his will and he'll do it for you. But you gotta look forward to the future and what God's gonna have for you because this is the day the Lord hath made. We shall rejoice and we shall be glad in it. Not mad that your parents did something to you, or an old girlfriend did something wrong to you, an old boyfriend did something wrong to you. I, I had a, a girl that I knew from high school, beautiful girl, great personality, and I, I went to one of the class reunions and she was still talking about what happened to her on her sixteenth birthday. And I thought, whoa, wow did that affect her in a negative way? Some guy had broken up with her on her 16th birthday. She was so upset about it. Still, here she is in her 40s years, and she's still, she's still mad. Don't do that. My brother up in well, he's still angry at my dad because my dad divorced his mother and married my mom. I mean, he's still mad. This guy's like 85 years old, and you talk to him, he's bitter, and he hates everything, and rah, he's awful. He brightens up a room by leaving it. He's awful, super negative personality, be it my dad. Did so much for him. It's amazing. But he doesn't see any of that. He only sees the negative. Don't be the person who plays somebody done me wrong song every single day in your head. You think about the positive stuff. You think about the positive scriptures. You think about what God has done for you through Christ Jesus our Lord. Guys, I love you. also finish it up. It's been one of those shows today. I'll talk to you
0: tomorrow. Absolutely, and you know, a lot of people get. I get questions sometimes. People go, "You know what, man? I'm just, I'm trying to figure out something, you know, nutrient wise to kind of help out as far as with being down." And that's a super easy question because you know a lot of people have that issue sometimes, and a lot of people don't take supplements, so they don't really know any difference. And I've told people the three top things that I've always seen, usually four that I really like to do. But if you're trying to keep it in a budget, the Cod liver oil, omega three fats—they're crucial for the brain. You gotta have omega 3 uh br—omega three fats for the body. Whether it's the ultra omega we have, or the old-fashioned cod, or the cinnamon cod, we have lots of different options on that. The next one is the 5-HTP. Now, this one can only be used—it can be used as long as you're not taking an SSRI, a serotonin reuptake inhibitor, basically like uh, Prozac. You don't want to be taking—if you're on medications, you can't take this drug. Any person that's not on meds like that, perfect product. Really helps to increase serotonin in the body. The next one is B vitamins, the B complex we have. Those three right there are incredible at helping the body as far as with brain functioning, overall well-being, pushing suit. Through certain things if you're having a rough time. And also, if you want to throw a fourth one in, that's a really good product. That's one of my favorite products. And everybody seems to like this one It's the magnesium brain food. That's a really, really important one too that you can add into the mix and continue to help out with overall brain functioning and mood. Those four right there are really good. So, I mean, it's very easy to do as far as help getting yourself, you know, back in shape and getting your mind right. And another thing too that'll really help you out. And I'll tell you this right now, go read the Bible. That's, that's a huge thing. You know, I'm, I need to read it more, but I'll tell you right now, there's been a lot of times when I'm just like, man, I'm looking for something. I'm looking for a question. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get an answer on something. I'm like, I gotta go in this direction. I'm going this investment. I'm going with this thing. I'm doing something. Where am I going to go with this right now? And I'm just not feeling it. And that's pray about it. Spend the night on it. Focus on it. And say, okay, God, show me if I should do something with this. Show me what direction I need to go on this. If it's something that's good, good. If it's bad, bad. Because I'll tell you right now, I've, I've done things hastily. Say, okay, I'm jumping in this right now. Seems like a good answer. And boom, you come out of it and you're like, well, that was a bad decision. <laughs> that did not roll out the way I planned it to be. Now i got to work my way out of this one and do the best I can. And if that happens, it, when it does happen, it happen to me too, go through it and say, okay, I'm going to take this as a learning curve. I'll take this as something to never do again. This is a bad investment or a bad choice or a bad thing to go this direction, and uh, we're going to work our way out of it, not make the same mistake over and over and over again, but learn from it, grow from it, and continue to move past it because that's one thing. Dad told me that yesterday we were talking about. He used to always tell me that when I was younger. He said, Austin, you can make a mistake. There's not really a problem with making a mistake. Rarely do you make one singular mistake and the ground opens up underneath you and swallows you alive. Old Testament, that happens sometimes. But even at that, you look back at what happened with the Israelites when God did that. Then it wasn't one mistake they did. They didn't do something one time and God was like, you're done. I'm opening up the earth. Goodbye. Trip's canceled. Go home. (laughs) They didn't do that. It was repeatedly over and over and over and over and over again. Gives them food. They didn't want that. Gives them water. They didn't like that. Gives them manna, Gives them all the stuff. Well, it's too hot now. We like, the, we like the, our slave masters better. Let's go back to there. Why'd you take us out here? You can only do so much as far as and still maintain continuity. If you make a mistake, learn from it and move past it. You can't sit there and make the same mistake over and over and over and over and over again that's got horrible results and horrible outcomes and then wonder why nothing seems to be going well. If you make a mistake, learn from it, move past it, and grow from it. Don't stare it in the rearview mirror. Glance occasionally, but focus on the future. Thank you again, my friends. Continue to get the support out there continue to support your friends and family that need, you know, either help or encouragement right now. We're all in this together. If you guys need anything, the healthmasters.com, The Lung Support, that one formula we got from Gaia, that's back in stock right now if you want to check that out. That was out of stock for a while. Really good formula that I've used for a couple people that have had issues with uh, kind of post-COVID uh, lung issues, just coughing and stuff. That product seems to work really, really good for that. Also, too, we got more iodine in stock and we just got a fresh batch of the organic food buckets in stock as well so be sure to check those out on the website at healthmasters.com I appreciate you guys have a great blessed safe awesome night and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always